Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. It's episode 59. Um, Got a little bit of sports news this week Um, we'll talk about. Got some listener questions, and then we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So, uh, as far as big sports news this week, um, probably the biggest story happened yesterday with the opening of Pac-12 Media Days and the Pac-12 commissioner, George Kalayakov is his name, he, I think, has lost a screw loose, or two or three. Uh, he, he had a 45-minute rambling, basically accusing the Big 12 of destroying the Pac-12. I guess, in his mind... The Big 12 told the Big 10 to take USC and UCLA. (laughs) And then he had like a snide little comment that, you know, well, we'll we'll figure it out if we want to take some Big 12 teams. As if there are any Big 12 teams that are interested in going to the dumpster fire that is known as the Pac-12. So that's, yeah, that's hilarious. So... Here's what Kalayakov showed, I think, everybody. It's number one, the Pac-12 is in trouble. The financials are not going to be there TV-wise. I think uh, the, the last figure I saw was ESPN's willing to pay $25 million for Pac-12 TV. That is peanuts compared to even what the Big 12 is going to get um, in their next... Uh, television deal um so what it basically shows is and i think it's going to show several teams is that you need to jump off the sinking ship known as the pac-12 you've got a nice little lifeboat called the big 12 there for you i think arizona and colorado again are the two closest i think arizona specifically is the closest i think they are they are ready to pull the trigger and apply for Big 12 membership. What's holding them up is Arizona State and this question of does Arizona have to stick with the other state school, Arizona State? Because Arizona State is not as enthused about coming to the Big 12. Um, they are definitely, they are drinking Pac-12 Kool-Aid out there in Tempe. And I, I think they want to stay uh, – well, they don't want to come to the Big 12. <laughs> they think they're too good for the Big 12. I think they're going to have to figure out pretty quickly that financially they're going to have to come to the Big 12. And they better do it before it's too late because here's the thing. The Big 12 doesn't have to take four, five, six teams from the Pac, Pac-12. I think they could even just take Arizona Arizona and stop there. I don't think they will. I think they will take more than one team, but you know, they're they don't have to take all these teams coming from the Pac-12. And in fact, I th- I think Brett Yormark has made it very clear that he the Big 12 is going to take the teams that benefit them the most. And I think certainly Arizona would be on that list. Colorado, they need to hurry up and 
decide and apply for Big 12 membership because out of the four corner schools, I'm talking Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, Colorado firmly is fourth best in that as far as being an asset to the conference. Um, I think what helps Colorado is Arizona State has really made it clear they're not that big of a fan of joining the the Big 12 at this point. And Utah kind of seems to be in the same boat that they they almost feel like they're too good to join the Big 12. And then I'm not even talking about Oregon and Washington. To me, those two schools, I don't want them to come to the Big 12. I think that they are going to be more trouble than they're worth. Um, Oregon is basically acting like UT. They are going to want more revenue than the other schools. And if the Big Ten ever comes calling anyway, they'll go. So to me, they're not, they're not worth the trouble that they, that they bring in. And I think the Big 12, one of the things that's a blessing with UT and Oklahoma leaving is we're going to get away in the Big 12 from this idea of teams have getting more share of the revenue. And I, we don't need to sign back up for that with Oregon. So especially because they're the first opportunity they get to go to the Big Ten, they'll go. So as far as where I think we're headed, I think at this point, and I'm not going to say this week this is going to happen, but I, I think you will see Arizona apply for Big 12 membership. I think they're going to be the first ones to go. Um, I think Colorado will be next. And then what's going to be interesting to see is Utah, Colorado, or Utah and Arizona State. I still think there's value in bringing in all four of those four corner schools. And if you can get all four of them, get all four of them. But the Big 12 doesn't have to wait around hat in hand for Utah, Arizona State to come around. If they don't want to come, then they don't want to come. Because the the bright spot of just taking Arizona and Colorado is conference expansion's not done. And I think pretty soon you're going to see ACC teams beginning to bolt for the SEC. And we've talked about this before on previous podcasts. I, I certainly think Clemson is a shoe-in to go to the SEC at some point. Um, Florida State, certainly, I think they would go. Miami certainly would go. Potentially, North Carolina would go. I also think the Big Ten might come calling for you know some of those teams as well, i.e. I. North Carolina. North Carolina, to me, is, could go either way, SEC or, or, or Big Ten. Um, so... If the ACC starts to break up, there are some valuable pieces on the ACC for the Big 12. Uh, Pitt, Pitt certainly, I, I think, would be a very valuable piece to pick up. Louisville would be a very valuable piece. And so you don't want to just grab teams from the Pac-12 that fences you in with not being able to go in and then grab some teams from the ACC. And so that would be 
that would be why I think four is good at this point. You're at 16, just like SEC and the Big Ten. And I think you get the four best of the Pac-12. Because, again, Oregon Oregon and Washington well, – let's take in two pieces. Oregon is attractive just because of Nike. But the problem is – Oregon, when you bring in Oregon, you're also bringing in the baggage of them thinking they're this brand better than everybody else. And we've already experienced that since the beginning of the Big 12 with UT. We don't need to sign up for that again. And quite frankly, Washington doesn't really bring anything to you. Um, the Seattle market doesn't care. And do do we in the Big 12 want to have to go to Seattle for games? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> What value is there to that? So I still think the four corners teams are what you need to pluck from. I think eventually you will see those four corner teams come in, and I think the first to fall will be Arizona. Now, the next big thing will be the TV deal. Kind of stay tuned on that. You know, Obviously, we've talked about on here about the NBC-Notre Dame deal. I think that would be great in addition to working out some deals with the maybe CBS. I think CBS would be a great partner as well. So we'll just kind of have to stay tuned on that and see what happens. Other big news this week um, is the Lady Raiders got an NIL deal through this Level 13 organization. And so every single Lady Raider is going to get $25,000 this year through NIL. What this ultimately proves is Texas Tech's going to be a player in this NIL era of college sports. You know, last week it was football. This week it was the Lady Raiders. And it was two different organizations, by the way, putting together these NIL deals. You know, there was a lot of Tech fans that kind of freaked out when this whole NIL thing started because they said, well, Tech can't compete. Tech can't compete with the big dogs. Boy, were they wrong. Tech is competing, and if you look, Tech is in a better spot than really anybody in the Big 12. You know, UT's probably the one exception, and they're leaving, so who cares? Uh, You know, so I think Tech's proving they're going to want to be a major player, and I would not be surprised if this week or, you know, in the upcoming weeks, we see some sort of men's basketball NIL deal. And then later on this fall, we see a, a... baseball NIL deal come out you know tech is making it very clear that they are they're going to be in this NIL game to be successful in college athletics and I think it's great it's been long overdue you know this has been um, especially you know talking football this has been a football program that has been asleep for a decade and there's so much potential there And too many people tried to limit the potential of this football program and say, oh, you can never be successful. And I think we're going to see in the next few years they were dead wrong. And, you know, the same with the Lady Raiders. You know, the Lady Raiders, this this was the first big athletic program at Texas Tech. You know, when I started in college at LCU in 2001, my first Texas Tech event I went to was a Lady Raiders basketball game against Baylor and the USA was completely sold out. I had never seen that before for a women's basketball game. 
the Lady Raiders were the thing for many, many years, and I think they can get there again. And there's certainly enough talent in this region to recruit from that you can you can have a high-level Big 12 program here. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Krista Gerlich. I think she's been doing all the right things since they hired her to clean up the Marlene Stallings mess. And, you know, again, text proving that they're, they're going to be a player in this NIL era. So that's really the big sports news this week. We're kind of still in a holding pattern. Football uh, should begin in a few weeks. Obviously, NFL training camps have started. Um, I will have my official predictions probably in a few weeks um, coming up. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do one week of college football predictions and then one week of NFL predictions. But uh, it's coming, coming quickly, you know. Uh, Monday, high school football officially starts in Texas. In fact, in my, in my town, midnight tomorrow night, they're going to start, which I think is awesome. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. It's a fun, fun time of the year. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we will take some listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. It's now time for listener questions. And again, there's two ways to ask questions here on The Chris Carpenter Show. Number one is make sure you are following the official Twitter of The Chris Carpenter Show, which is at The C Carp Show. Um, you can DM me there. I usually put out a tweet earlier in the day, and you can reply back to that. And the other way you can ask questions is through the official TikTok of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is just simply the Chris Carpenter Show. So let's jump into that. We had a couple questions come in from Twitter. One of them was kind of silly, but that's okay. I answer silly questions too. And here we go. This is from Jody or Mad Mad D. Ombre. I guess Mad Ombre. If it takes a chicken and a half, a day and a half, to lay an egg and a half, then how long would it take a grasshopper with wooden legs to kick all the seeds out of a dill pickle? Uh, <laughs> that sounds like some George Kalayakov wisdom there. And uh, sure, it takes um, it takes them the same amount of times. It's going to take the Big 12 to get Arizona, Colorado, Utah, and Arizona State into the Big 12. So <laughs> don't ever say I don't answer questions. So, all right. Back to some other questions here. We've got Bart from Canyon asks, how many pets do you have? I don't have any pets right now. Um, I've, I live in a place that doesn't allow pets. If I ever had a pet, I would want a dog for sure. And probably a basset out. I've got names picked out. And I'm not going to say the names out loud because I don't want someone to steal the names. But, yeah, definitely dogs. Dogs are the best. Dogs rules, cats drool. Just kidding. Cats are fine too, just not for me. All right. We've got John Paul from Cress. Who do I have in UFC tonight? Um, I'm not a UFC expert. I mean, I know Conor McGregor's in UFC, but he's not fighting tonight. So I think from my understanding, the main event is Nunez. I'm going to look it up real quick. God, the seeds the Chris Carpenter show. <laughs> 
Uh, so Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena is the big main event. So I'm going to predict that one. So I know Nunez lost last time to Pena. I'm going to go with Pena again. Um, it, it just looks like she's younger and more agile. Don't take this to the Vegas because, like I said, I am not an expert at all on the UFC. You know, I, I've seen it a few times. Not my not my cup of tea, but I know for a lot of people they love UFC, and it's entertaining. But I don't know. I'm just there's other things I like better than UFC. So interesting question. Uh, we've got Robin from Silverton. Are you excited about the new Dave and Buster's? Will it be better than main event? I've never been to a Dave and Buster's. I guess I'm intrigued. I don't think I'm necessarily excited. Um, I'm not the target audience for a Dave and Buster's. So, you know, I probably won't go there there, that often. Um, I have not been to main event probably in six or seven years now. I liked main event. It's a fun place to take. Uh, big groups. Um, last time, in fact, the last time I went, I was I was teaching uh, eighth grade English my first year, uh, my current school district, and we went down down there for an end of the year um, celebration. And main events fun to take kids to. It's got all sorts of you know, it's got bowling, it's got laser tag, it's got golf, it's got a huge arcade, and it's a great place to take. I mean, it's a great place to take big groups, especially big groups of kids. And you can do all sorts of fun stuff there. Um, you know, I think it, I think it's just another good option for entertainment. And I hope it does well. I mean, I hope any business that opens in this area does well. You know, I don't like it when you have shuttered, closed buildings. That's not good, you know. So I, I hope it does well. And I think it will. It'll, ha- it'll do well, you know, from the outset. And then, I mean, the key is going to be if, if they – have good service and have good entertainment, you know, people will keep on coming, you know, so good question from Silverton. We've got Joey from Lubbock. Did you sign up for season tickets for tech football yet? Um, no, I haven't. Um, I did used, I did have season tickets for about three years. Um, it was the two years that Patrick Mahomes was the starter, which that was the big bonus. I mean, tech wasn't very good, but I got to see Patrick Mahomes perform. And then uh, the year that Shimanek was the starter, and then I decided to bow out of having season tickets. It just wasn't it wasn't fun to go to. Um, I don't plan on getting season tickets this year, uh, but I did notice this was a big thing that uh, Tech Football released this week. I got an email on it, in fact, yesterday, about the first two games – they are waiving handling fees, which that's a huge deal. You know, one of the things I've noticed, especially probably last five, five years for sure, is, you know, nowadays you do most of your shopping for tickets online. You know, really gone are the days of let's go to the ticket office and pick up tickets. And in fact, at Texas Tech, they don't even have paper tickets, physical paper tickets anymore. Everything is digital, um, which I think is great, by the way. I think that... To me, I'm all about that because, you know, when you have paper tickets, just that's just one more thing you got to keep up with. I'm good with that. Uh, but one of the things that it is a drawback of this is it seems like you have a lot of 
other hidden fees, like handling fees, delivery fees, even though they're delivering it digitally. That's frustrating, and that can add up really, really quickly. And so, you know, this new promotion that Tech's doing for the first two home games, Murray State and Houston, where they are waiving those handling fees, that's a huge deal. And in fact, you can get um, tickets to both the Murray State and Houston game for $25. That's a pretty good deal. You know, the Murray State game is going to be a night game. I'm all about that. I definitely want to go to that game. Houston is a 3 o'clock start. That one is going to be, it depends on where the seats are at. And if you've ever been to Jones AT&T Stadium, and I'll give you, this is a bonus tip, if you've never been, you always want to sit on the west side of the stadium, especially during day games. The east side of the stadium for day games at Tech, you are the sun is in your eyes the entire game. So <clears throat> I definitely, if I could get west side tickets to the Houston game for that $25 price, absolutely would like to go. But, yeah, I don't plan on getting season tickets, at least this year. You know, just, just one of those things, not, not ready to commit to that. So good question, Joey. And if it's Joey McGuire, I'm excited for this year. All right. Oh, boy, everybody. He's back. We got Orenthal, Orenthal's and Patricia this week. So everybody in Patricia, lock your doors. And Orenthal's <laughs> question is, what is the definition of a recession? Um, Orenthal, no matter what they tell you on the national news, what's happening right now is a recession. And it's, it's unfortunate. Very, by the way, it was very preventable, and it's very preventable how to get out of it. But the definition of a recession is two straight quarters of negative, um, basically negative profits, negative economic news. And we've hit that, and it stinks, and it's awful, and hopefully we get out of it quickly. There are ways to get out of it quickly, and it's very clear how you get out of it quickly, Okay. But a rental, maybe if you make better decisions, you wouldn't have to deal with a civil court uh, verdict that's against you. Just saying, a rental. All right, we'll see where old rental is next week. All right, we've got Amy from Brownfield, home of the Cubs. Are you more excited for tech football, basketball, or baseball? in 2022-2023. I'm excited for all three. If I had to pick my number one, it's always going to be basketball. I am college basketball is still my favorite sport. Um dates back to me when I'm growing up going to UTEP basketball games, getting to watch Don Haskins work his magic. College basketball is always going to be my number one. And so yeah, I'd probably say that one is the one I'm most excited about. But I do think, um, I, th I think with football, I think they're. I think it's going to be fun to see the beginnings of a rebuild. I think McGuire was the right hire. It's gonna. We're gonna have struggles this year, but I think they can get to a bowl game. Basketball, obviously, is my number one excitement. Baseball, I think they'll be back again. Um, yeah, they've lost four pitchers to the major league draft, but. 
Texas Tech baseball is now at a point where they're not rebuilding, they're reloading. And I think they're going to reload with a very talented recruiting class, and I think they'll be fine. So, But, I, yeah, definitely basketball would be my number one. All right, folks, we got one more question. This is Ned from Olton, home of Rahino's Barbecue. If you've ever been not if you've ever been to Olton or if you go through Olton, go to Rahino's. Did you see the amazing catch from Vasher in Cowboys practice this week? Will he stay healthy and make the roster this season? That's the big if with Vasher. It's always been the big if with Vasher is his health. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes, he does. I think he stays healthy. I think he I think he makes the roster. And I think he'd be a great, you know, third down receiver. Um and just work work those reps through, you know. But yeah, I, I I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and go with my gut and I'm gonna say he's gonna stay healthy and he is gonna make the team this year. So I hope I'm right. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, it'll be time for the Chris Carpenter. tip of the week and welcome back to this week's edition of the chris carpenter show it is now time for the chris carpenter tip of the week and my tip of the week deals with how do you handle news that you don't like and i'm not talking about like tragic news like you know a loved one died but you know, let's say you got some news um, from work. They want you to do something that you're maybe not comfortable with, you know, that maybe you don't want to do or, you know, um, a family member you don't get along with is coming to visit you or you got to hang out with a person maybe you don't care for. My tip of the week this week is in whatever you do, Try to make the best of it. And so instead of complaining about when maybe things don't go your way, find opportunities to make it better and to pursue excellence. So that's my tip of the week this week. So I will see you. Um, I, I most likely am not going to record a midweek madness this week. Um, there's just not a lot to really upcoming news to talk about, and but I I do plan on recording next Saturday our regular episode, and then I'm gonna be back at school. But never fear, we are still gonna have at least weekly Chris Carpenter um, episodes. I'm hoping to in infrequent times maybe even drop. Bonus episodes through the week. Bonus midweek madnesses. But I'm working on that right now. So, But I will see you next week for The Chris Carpenter Show.